We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! everybody welcome to popcorn saga lost with me your boy mick mike michael shanahanahanahanahan right today's episode it's the greater good and it's a said episode it's the 21st episode of season one i think in the previous episode i might have said it was the 20th i do apologize if anyone noticed that i doubt it with boone's death sweeping the camp shannon decides to go after lock and there's flashbacks from said's time in oz but before that, follow us on Twitter at The Popcorn Saga, on Instagram at Popcorn underscore Saga, search us on Facebook, find us in your podcast app, rate, review us, Popcorn Saga, all that jazz. Now, let's get into it, shall we? Say previously on Lost. So, previously on Lost, Saeed, Kate and Boone made a plan to triangulate the source of Russo's distress signal. However, before they could finish, Saeed was attacked from, from behind, which we assume was the Frenchwoman, don't we? Uh, Boone had an accident in the plane. Kate is going to find Locke. So let's get into one of those beautiful... Flashback. 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 Saeed is led through Heathrow Airport in handcuffs. Well, that's a bit close to home, bit of Heathrow in an interrogation room and is introduced to the CIA agent Alisa Cole and Robbie Hewitt who is an ASIS agent don't know what that is 300 pounds of C4 explosives were stolen from an army base outside of a Melbourne territory cell one of the members of this cell is Assam Tassir with whom Saeed shared a room at Cairo University if Saeed will infiltrate the cell through his friendship with Assam the CIA will tell Saeed where he can find Nadia. So Nadia is obviously the girl he set free in the previous Said Central episode. In Australia, Said is praying in a mosque and watching Assam, who is praying a few rows in front of him. Towards the end of the prayer, Assam turns and recognizes Said. He meets him outside the mosque and they catch up on old times. Assam has been in Sydney for about a year working as a lumberjack. Said inquires about Zara. Sam's wife and learns she was killed sometime by a stray bomb while shopping. Well that sucks if you're in Primark and you get blown up. Said I do I'm only joking. <coughs> Said sends his condolences or gives his condolences and Sam invites Said to come to his apartment. In Sam's apartment his roommates Yusef and Haddad are playing video games. Said is introduced and during the course of small talk he notices an electronic surveillance device in the smoke detector. Said takes Haddad's cigarette, holds it up to the arm and nothing happens. Said takes it apart and he finds a listening device. I mean you can't get this stuff past Said man, he knows what he's doing. Assam explains to Haddad and Yusef that Said knows such things because of his parts past in the Iraqi Republican Guard. Haddad suggests it may have been fate that brought them together. Said and Assam are playing soccer, football, in a park. The conversation turns towards the plans of the cell. Haddad has been Said's technical questions about blast radius and transport methods for explosives, but hasn't mentioned whether they've been acquired yet. Assam doesn't know. 
but it's been told his role in the mission. Sam is to martyr himself as a suicide bomber, but has doubts. Now, I know this shit happens, and this was probably around the time that, well, terrorism's still a big deal, but you get me, 2004-5 Iraqis. So, Saeed's so obviously going to be linked to these storylines, but it's a bit on the nose, but uh, that's just me. Saeed relays the information to Agent Cole and Hewitt and pleads with them to help Assam get out. They refuse because if Assam disappears, the cell would become suspicious. Scrap the mission and explosives will disappear again. The agent instructs Saeed to convince Assam to go ahead with the mission. Saeed refuses and Agent Cole threatens to have the CIA arrest Nadia as an enemy combatant with a record of insurgency. If Saeed ever wants to see Nadia again, he will have to convince his friend Assam to blow himself up. So Nadia's got this hold over Saeed, we'll do this shit because he loves her, it's his sweetheart. But he's not thinking about that on his picnic with Shannon. Are you, Saeed? Mr. Gerard, Mr. Lava Lava. Saeed and Assam are walking through Sydney. Assam is terrified and wants to go back and back out. But Saeed tells him to do it for the greater good. When Assam doubts the goodness of a suicide attack, Saeed tells him to do it for Zara. Someone must avenge her. This solidifies Assam will when he decides to do it and asks Saeed to go with him. For Assam, her dad was right. They had been brought together by fate. A van pulls up as he leaves the apartment. Haddad and Assam tell him the time has come to get in. They drive to a warehouse, get in a truck full of explosives. Haddad gives them both last minute instructions and Assam has a pistol in case of trouble. As Assam starts to get in the truck, Saeed tells him to stop. He admits working for the CIA, CIA and offers Assam a 10 minute head start before he calls the authorities. Assam is furious with Saeed and he holds a gun to Saeed's throat. Instead of killing him, however, he turns the gun on himself. Ah, man. So he killed himself anyway, but at least he didn't blow anyone up. Outside the warehouse, Sam's covered body is being wheeled away. Agent Cole honours her end of the deal and tells Saeed that Nadia lives in Irvine, California. She gives him some money and a plane ticket to a flight to Los Angeles, which leaves in two hours. Saeed is curious that what happened to Sam's body and is told unless someone claims the body, he will be cremated. This is the contravention to Muslim tradition, and Saeed demands his flight be pushed back so he may claim the body and make proper funeral arrangements. The agents agree, and he will be booked the next day on Oceanic Flight 8.15. Mic drop, yo. Back on the island, Saeed and Shannon sit with Boone's body. Saeed asked if there's anything he can do for Shannon. He says Boom was brave at the end. He wouldn't let Jack use the antibiotics. And he wouldn't let Jack take his leg. Uh, how brave of you, Boone. And Saeed's kind of like, well, I'm still going to bone your sister. Kate finds Jack, who is running erratically through the jungle looking for Locke. He's sleep-deprived, low on blood, and furious. Because he based his medical treatment on Boone on Locke's story that he'd fallen off a cliff. Jack feels that if he'd been properly informed, he might have been able to save Boone. So Jack just can't let go, like his dad kept saying. And thus he sees Locke as a murderer. Kate asked him to come back to camp because the ground needs leadership and because Jack's been running through the jungle in circles. <laughs> Hurley and Jack carry Boone's remains, or his body, to the burial site for a funeral. The entire camp is present and sombre. Jack asks Shannon to say a few words about her brother, but she can't. 
After a pregnant pause, Saeed gives the following eulogy. I didn't know Boone very well. And for that, I'm sorry. On our sixth day here, a woman named Joanna died. She drowned. And Boone was the first one into the water. I didn't know him. But I'll remember his courage. And I know he will be missed. It was my fault. And after that little eulogy from Saeed uh, and the admission from Locke, Jack proceeds to pummel Locke. Where were you? Where were you? Where the hell were you, you son of a bitch? What did you do to him? What did you do? Where were you? So more evidence of Jack not being able to let go and basically just not accepting that sometimes these things happen. But Locke did lie, but, well, we'll find out. Sometime later, Saeed, Kate and Son walk Jack back to his tent and try and calm him down. Jack insists Locke is lying and he tells them Boone's last word about the hatch. And now Locke had told him not to tell. They convince him it's more important that at the moment the one doctor on the island is to be rested. So Jack, just chill, brother. Come and see me in my tent later, yeah? Jack isn't the only one in dire need of rest as Charlie and Son are trying to convince the haggard-looking Claire to sleep. She's afraid to in case something happens to the baby. And she's not all reassured when Charlie calls in Turnip Head. Well <laughs> oh, done, Charlie. Finally, Charlie convinces her by swearing he will personally guard the baby until she wakes up. Down the beach, a grieving Shannon sits alone. Locke walks over tentative, tenta, tentatively excuse me, and offers her Boone's belongings. They talk about how brave and how stubborn Boone was. Locke acknowledges Shannon's grief and anger, offers his condolences and asks for forgiveness. As she leaves, Shannon watches him walk away and she begins to cry. Back at the tent, or Saeed's tent, Shannon reminds Saeed he offered to help her. And the only help she wants is to get revenge on John Locke. Oh dear. At Jack's tent, Kate has got Jack drinking juice out of a bowl. Nice. He tries to give it back, but she insists he finish it. He needs to get his blood sugar up. So now Kate is a doctor... And Jack tries to get up to find Locke again. Everyone is gunning for Locke. Kate strongly advises that he lie down, but she crushed sleeping pills into his juice. As Jack tries to process the fact that Kate has drugged him, he falls asleep. Kate, you sly old dog, mate. You actually drugged the guy. At the caves, Locke is trying to wash the blood out of his shirt when Saeed approaches. Saeed asks Locke to take him out to the beachcraft under the pretext of retrieving any working parts of the radio. As Saeed and Locke walk through the jungle towards the plane, Saeed's asking him several questions, so he's interrogating him. Saeed's using his skills again. Locke notices the interrogation and expects it's because Jack called him a liar in front of everyone. Saeed doesn't deny it. Finally, they arrive at the down craft. Saeed's not silly. He can tell a liar. And he's as curious as John. He's just trying to be the bad man for Shannon. But what about Nadia, Saeed? What about Nadia? Back at the beach, Charlie is having a hard time 
getting the baby to stop crying. And Hurley tries to help him out. They sing him a lullaby, check his diaper, and finally Hurley pulls out the big guns. And he sings, I got you, I feel good, at the top of his lungs, but to no avail. Go on, Hurley, bring in the comedy. This little confrontation next between Locke and Saeed's decent, man. It's good watching. Like, Locke asks Sideway doesn't trust him. Saeed says it's part because he's got a gun in his pocket. Locke gives him the gun. And Locke admits that during the mission to triangulate Daniel's signal, it was Locke who knocked him out. Saeed grabs the gun in one hand because the message said, it killed them, it killed them all. Oh, sorry, and he puts a hand on Locke's throat. And it didn't like a good place to go. Saeed then asks about the hatch. Locke sidesteps and says the plane has a hatch at the end. So he's still lying. So Saeed knows he's lying about the hatch. Lighter at the beach, Saeed asks Shannon to walk with him. He tells her he's spoken to Locke and believes Boone deaf with honesty and accent. Shannon is not satisfied. This is a really long episode, so I'm going to squiggle, wiggle, wiggle through the last bit. I mean, it's not a long episode. It's the same length as all the others but it seems like there's a lot going on at the raft walk has questions about the safety michael reassures him charlie walks up for crying baber and sawyer expresses his irritation at the sound we love you sawyer however at the sound of sawyer's voice the baby stops crying <laughs> and charlie understands quickly and starts following sawyer around because it's the only thing that has worked so far jack is groggy and he wakes up with Kate watching over him. She brought food. He doesn't trust it. Suddenly he notices the key to the gun case is missing from his necklace. He starts looking around frantically. Said notices the commotion, walks over to see what's going on and Jack assumes that Locke took it. But Said believes someone else may be responsible. It starts pouring with rain and Shannon pulls a gun out of the case. <gasps> Shannon did it. Saeed, Jack and Kate sprint through the jungle and they break into the clearing and find Shannon with a gun pointed at Locke. They all talk her down but she doesn't believe them. Saeed tackles her just as she fires and Locke falls to the ground. Shannon is furious and runs away. Kate runs after her. Jack looks at Locke's grey's head and walks away disgusted, leaving Locke in the mud. I mean, I know Jack's the hero and he can't let go but he can be a proper dickhead. Like, leave Locke alone. Still later... Charlie sits in Sawyer's tent with the baby while Sawyer reads from an automotive magazine. The sound of his voice, only thing keeping the baby from crying. That's brilliant. As they find out whenever Sawyer stops reading, Claire walks up curious and sits down with them. Saeed stares at a new subdued Shannon from a distance and Kate tries to comfort him. Saeed wonders aloud if he didn't make a mistake. There's always a choice. Locke sits at the fire, putting on, putting a salve on his head. Said approaches, and Locke thanks him for saving his life. Said explains that he did it because he senses that Locke will be their best hope for survival on the island. But he doesn't forgive Locke, and he doesn't trust him. Said demands Locke take him to the hatch. Locke tries to sidestep again, but Said won't hear any more lies. <laughs> so Said knows when you're telling the truth, and he knows when you're lying. And he knows when you're asleep, he knows when you're awake. Saeed is Santa Claus, and he wants to hatch. Right, so a really good episode. A lot to chew on, but I suppose it's just the aftermath of Boone's death has to be felt, and to transition into people 
trust in Locke and Locke bringing other people into his circle of trust, meet the fuckers and get Saeed into the hatch and other people. So that moves the story along well while blending it with the death of Boone. So I liked it. A lot to chew on, though. It seemed like a lot to talk about that episode. Um, thank you for staying with me if you have. A little bit of trivia. An apparent continuity error arises when Shannon is shown to know the location and purpose of the case when only Kate Lock and Jack had been shown to have its knowledge. It's only until season three's exposed that we find out the reason. Kate let the information slip when defending the measures taken to secure the guns. Okay. Whatever. Great trivia that. The Sydney Opera House is briefly seen in the background. And yeah, that was lost. That was Said, And that was the greater good. So let's have a look what's next time on Lost. We're getting really close to the end. Really close to the end. But before we get to the Exodus, it's Born to Run and it's Kate. It's a Kate Austin episode. And yeah, Michael becomes violently ill and Kate's past is revealed and the mysterious hatch is shown to a few survivors. So that'll be next time. Thank you for listening to Popcorn Saga Lost. Uh, Beware the wrath of Jack and... Saeed is Santa Claus, I guess. <laughs> what a conclusion to take from that episode. Have a good one, guys. Popcorn Saga. See you later. Hello? Yeah, yeah, don't ask me how I got a mobile, but is this Nadia? Yeah, do you know your boyfriend, Saeed? Well, there's a lot I need to tell you about a girl called Shannon. <laughs> <laughs>